that's fine. Awesome, thank you. So uh, yeah, we can just go ahead and start the interview then. So what's your background and what are you working on? Right, uh, so I'm, um, I've got a, a bachelor's degree in computer science. Wait, me too. Yeah. Really? Yeah, that's cool. awesome. Cool. Um, so yeah, so I basically most of my I guess most of my education was actually like very scientific. So I do have the bachelor's degree in computer science. And then I moved to the UK to do a one year master's degree in animation, 3D animation, which is an arts master's degree, but it didn't really kind of help me with anything that I'm currently working on. So it was mostly 3D focus and all that. Okay. Um, and then I got a job within like the technology area. So I also didn't really do a lot of like artsy stuff professionally until I actually got contracted with Webtoon in 2019. Yeah. That's kind of like my first art job, I guess. <laughs> so art has been always like something that I do on the side. Um, yeah. And so recently in June, I quit my job in the UK and I kind of kept, started working on the Webtoon full-time for a bit and I'm studying again <laughs> um, and I'm studying physics now so it's oh, again wow. it's not art that's awesome um, I, I guess yeah I guess the moral of the story is that you don't really need like an arts degree to do something within the art um, yeah, that's kind of how I'm doing it right now so I have a computer science job like programming and I kind of do a lot of art stuff for fun on the side just to see if I can make something happen you know yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess my mentality has always been like, do something that will give you some stability, at least with computer science was that, you know, just do something that will give you some, you know, job prospects, you know, yeah. it's an interesting kind of feel. And then art's something you can always do, you know, if you have enough, I guess, discipline to do it on the side, depends on what you're going for. You know, if you do it as a hobby, it's just to have fun, really. <laughs> yeah, definitely. What made you want to switch to physics most recently? So I worked as um, I'm gonna say software engineer, but it was kind of like a mix because I, I I actually got my job as a design intern. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can't say that I did a lot of design because the people that hired me, they didn't really know what they were looking for. They just wanted somebody to fill in like a spot. Um, so I did some 3D animation for like a Unity game thing. Um, That's interesting. And then I switched over to computer science because I was already working in like um, a coding application it was supposed yeah. to teach coding so it's just kind of like kind of naturally transitioned and i did that for about like pure computer science uh, computer science software engineering for like a year and a half okay. then i realized i didn't really know where i was going with it <laughs> yeah <laughs> Because um, we were like a very small team, very cross-functional team. And I was doing a bit yeah. of this, a bit of that, you know, front-end, back-end, even like some DevOps. And okay. I just didn't, couldn't find a field that I wanted to focus on within the area. And I just didn't think that in terms of a career, I would be able to make a lot of it. Because I, I like algorithms and I like kind of the theoretical part of computer science but when you put me working on an office and like legacy code and just <laughs> I, I I can't keep get motivated enough to actually like um I guess push my career forward I mean yeah. I would do the same job over and over again fine yeah. but I just wasn't that into it that part um, is hard for sure because it's like you can make a lot of money but it also feels like your soul is kind of draining away yeah yeah I mean computer science does have that which I don't think a lot of other jobs do it's just like 
if you're stuck somewhere, you're just, yeah, you're slowly like corroding inside. Um, <laughs> it's not as bad. It's not as bad, but it still wasn't doing it for me, like intellectually, you know, because I, I like, um, so like investigation and natural sciences a lot. I've always liked it in high school and all that. And the main reason I didn't go for something like that was that basically job prospects, really, like when I was in high school, I didn't see myself going like becoming a teacher or going into research because it just seemed like a very vague concept whereas if you go for an engineering you kind of know what you're you know you're gonna do um so that put me off and over the past few years i've been kind of doing my side study as well like trying to figure out whether basically studying physics on the side as well just kind of like (laughs) (laughs) i'm a bit hyper like i mean my brain's a bit hyper sometimes so same exact way definitely yeah so so i've been doing that to kind of like quench the you know the knowledge the thirst for knowledge and um but i never took the step also because i was living in the uk and i kind of had a stable job and all that yeah and it's not easy to say yeah i'm gonna like go back and (laughs) and start studying again um and in that sense it's interesting because i think that working with webtoons because i'm now currently like you know properly getting paid it just gave me the sense that if I left one of my jobs because I was doing two things at the same time yeah I would at least fall back on something you know if if I didn't get into university or etc so definitely yeah I guess it's just a set of (laughs) situations there are you doing another job right now too or is it all art um no right now it's just webtoon so it's just my kind of comic making job um Yeah, but I'm studying at the same time. So. <laughs> it's all the tough. Um, yeah, it's fun. So what made it motivated you to get started with your art, like originally? Um, I, I'm the kind of person that will tell you I've always done it. Um, but honestly, I think I'm a very competitive person. So I remember back in primary school or even nursery, I had these friends that were very artsy because you know, I'm not a very creative person as in like spontaneously creative, you know, I, yeah. I need a very objective, a very sort of like solid uh, goal to, to pursue when I'm doing something. And back in, when I was very little, I just had these friends that were very artsy and all that. Um, and I think that motivated me to start doing like sketching and drawing myself because I just yeah. wanted to get up to their level. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm speaking as like four-year-old, three-year-old me just looking at this friend who had, she had a a mother that was like a fashion designer or she was into fashion. (laughs) And she she would walk in and go like, look what my mom drew or like, look what I drew. And I was like, damn, I want to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And eventually, honestly, like it did become like a passion quite easily. Um, I, I... I can't say I watched a lot of cartoons as a kid because I remember the day that my parents actually like, because back then you had to unblock channels, you had to like uh, purchase yeah. them or something. Um, I remember when they actually got me the first kids channel that <laughs> sometimes passed like cartoons and anime and such. Yeah. I didn't know what anime was, but yeah. You know. uh-huh. um, and from then on, I guess I kind of jumped from, um, you know, wanting to draw like that cartoon or that I also read like the witch magazines. Okay. I don't know if you've heard of them, the Italian ones. I have not. I'm Italian. from America actually, so I'm in California. <laughs> yeah, well, they're kind of um 
they're 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 i don't know how they made their way because we don't have a lot of like mainstream comics in portugal where i'm from um but these italian comics made their way in they would come like they like one issue each month and it kind of made its way into mainstream sort of uh, i'm gonna say it became kind of mainstream media which is a strange thing for a comic to do around here but all my friends were it was about like these witch girls that had magic and all of that. That's cool. And the, the drawing style is really expressive. And sometimes they have these like how to create a page or how a page was made in these really basic websites from like the early 2000s. It's <laughs> um, like basically a main page and three menu options. Yeah. Um, so I guess it's just kind of one thing fed into the other. And I, I sketched a lot in class you know, instead of paying attention, because yeah, I was either doing, I was either writing or sketching in class, like my teachers just gave up at one point. <laughs> yeah, um, in college, I had to stop taking notes, because I would always like take a little bit of notes and then start sketching a lot. And then I would just have to like close the book and just focus on the lecture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I had some teachers who actually understood that, because I did get, I did manage to focus better if I was sketching instead of you know looking at the dish or whatever yeah so i had some teachers who actually played along with it and even asked me like drawings at some point that's interesting <laughs> yeah it's just really nice um but yeah i guess um so i always sketched kind of um i always started i guess trying harder to improve and i got into digital art on my 10th grade i think yeah like 2010 2011 and that was when i kind of decided to go on the internet and see if there was any place for artists to share their stuff in and I found deviant art oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I had I had a I guess I had a quite prosperous deviant art career for the art style that I had at the moment oh. um, interacted with a lot of people I I found out digital art so I got like this really basic bamboo tablet yeah and um, even did some commissions, just kind of started getting into it. I never actually thought about like making it my job, but um, I did wake up at like half past six each day just so I could get like half an hour of tablet drawing before I went to school or whatever. Um, so yeah, and then I went to university and I stopped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Computer science, I just couldn't sketch. Well, like I could sketch, I just wasn't motivated for it. You know, you've been there, so (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's very, very time consuming. You know, you can't really, if you have a bit of time, you're going to use that to debug some project or. Yeah, definitely. So I stopped. I'm going to say I stopped. I did draw a bit, you know, but my my art style definitely took a big like deep there. Yeah. Um, And I kind of only took it up again when I got it. Actually, when I moved to the UK to study animation, because animation, again, my colleagues were all artists and they had these, we even had these inspiration classes at the beginning where they showed you like animation reels and industry stuff. And you just look at it like, wow, (laughs) like arts is really cool. (laughs) Like some of those classic Disney cartoons or something. Yeah, you know, the the thing that kind of tugs at your heartstrings and you don't know why, you're just like, wow this is everything so shiny and and then I and that's when I started trying to go for a comic (laughs) comic, (laughs) like my current story because I didn't 
again, like I didn't have rent. I I, I didn't have an internet presence anymore because yeah. I, you know, I had been off DeviantArt for three years, uh-huh. and um, I didn't use Instagram. I didn't use social media for like what social media is meant to be used for. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had like two hundred followers on Instagram from like Facebook content <laughs> or whatever. Um, and then and then I discovered, you know, Instagram for artists or the art community. And I guess that's when it started to pick up. I started trying to like establish new goals and just tr- try to make the comic was a way for me to kind of catch up on my art skills, kind of, yeah. and see what I wanted to go with it. It's like making uh, yourself yeah. consistent, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Comics are good. In fact, I, I tried to because I got into web comics into reading web comics in high school like late high school yeah and throughout university one of the things that i tried to do was have a web comic just so i could force myself to draw like a little bit each week not like a webtoon but something that updates like one page a week yeah yeah um but that didn't work out very well i think i still had the archives in smack jeeves and yeah <laughs> old school websites for that but uh, yeah so yeah and like i guess ever since i've just been reiterating through this (laughs) this comic and uh trying to kind of extend my reach on social media although as of late i kind of laid off that um but 2018 and 2019 were like quite social media and art intensive years i was just like yeah like this is this is my chance i'm gonna take the year to just work on this um awesome. yeah that's my art journey <laughs> so what, was, what went into like uh, making your art more into a business instead of uh, as a hobby um that's an interesting thing because if you ask me i would say it's still a hobby for me <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, even though i'm getting paid for it and um, that's the thing about art and that's why i never actually consider it to be like a, a viable career path for me is that i if i'm working on my own projects i'm cool I, I get a, a lot of throughput. I get like really, really productive. Yeah. If I was working on somebody else's comic and I have tried this at some point back in the day, <laughs> I just can't, like I can, you know, it's just, it's just very, it feels very restraining and it feels, cause that, again, I, I don't think I like the art that much, like the drawing process. It's fun sometimes, most of the time it's just really boring. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I do love working on like my own thing. Um, and I, I kind of think that to me, it was a natural progression. If I see that I'm picking up the pace, um, then I'm going to want to take it next level, whatever it is, you know? It's not competitive it, nature. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm the same thing with sports. I've tried a bunch of sports and like throughout my life. And every time I get into something and I see <laughs> that I have like a little bit of advantage over someone or you know <laughs> I just I just put all in um you know I mean it doesn't always work obviously but it's just kind of like my mindset and uh, and it was the same thing with art I think when I started picking up the base especially with Instagram and later with Twitter I guess but honestly we don't talk about Twitter <laughs> <laughs> I don't really like that website much uh-huh. but I, I found like a really cool community on Instagram and um I kind of figured the web, the, the app out, you know, the how to work with the algorithm and how to, yeah. you know, how to basically network because that's what you need to to kind of grow on something like that. And yeah, uh, yeah I guess between fun and work, 
getting paid is kind of like my excuse to do it more yeah. <laughs> rather than doing it more to get paid, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Are I've always had that thing. Where I was like, if I ever get paid to do this, then I'll quit everything else. Of course that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it was that kind of mindset, you know? Yeah. So that kind of goes into my next question of like, how did you get your art notice when you were first starting out? Cause your following is pretty impressive right now. Oh yeah. I got to hundred K I guess. <laughs> The other day i did not expect this oh, yeah. <laughs> like if you'd asked me like uh maybe not a year ago but a year and a half ago um it, it was that quick that you grew that fast so in 2018 which was when i 2018 was the year where i stopped updating my webtoon because i had the webtoon going for the whole of 2017 yeah but 2018 i was like i was running into a lot of plot holes <laughs> I, <laughs> I definitely hadn't planned it properly my yeah. artwork was so far and this is to say <laughs> this is to be nice like i cringe so much uh, i think no. i cringe more at stuff from 2018 than from like 2010 somehow <laughs> um again like after my computer science degree just, i i had a complete reset don't know what happened but um so i took the year to properly um I guess properly get myself to a level where I was comfortable relaunching the comic, you know, kind of trying to make a name for myself a little bit. Um, and when I discovered that there was an arts community on Instagram, I connected to the people or to some of the people that I used to talk to on DeviantArt, I think, or at least try to find them. Yeah. Because yeah. that was my one thing, you know, I wasn't, I was new. I didn't even have a personal Instagram or kind of did, but I didn't really put anything there. You need everything. Yeah. So I, it started from these people. So like the, the, cause I started posting sketches and trying to figure out like the tags and all that. And it's, it kind of started from a couple of people who I talked to before and they always put like a light on my things. I remember, I remember looking at Instagram when I was at the rate of about one like per minute on a post. Oh, wow. So that meant that, you know, half an hour after posting something, I'd have anywhere from 20 to 30 likes. Yeah. <laughs> and if I got to 60 likes in an hour, that was like, Impressive. I, I was kind of measuring the pace almost without realizing it, you know? <laughs> um, so I could tell whenever something did well. Yeah, And then I realized that I think, oh, and then Instagram um, implemented the stories thing. Because when I started off, there was, there wasn't like um, the stories option. And when the stories thing came out, I, I realized that people were giving each other like shout outs on stories and all that. So the first kind of attempts that I did at getting noticed were, I think I did a couple of fan arts for actual people back then I had connections to gymnastics because um, I did acrobatic gymnastics for a while and like athletics and whatever nice. so my first kind of instinct um, was to start drawing you know circus athletes just yeah. for fun mostly but some of them had big followings and there was I think it wasn't exactly a cosplay account but I also did fan art for this um, I guess she was kind of like a photographic model um, and she had like a really kind of um, Oni, you know, the Japanese demon themed style. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, this is a really cool like character design. Yeah. So I also drew her and she was a lot more uh, connected to sort of 
I guess my target audience <laughs> she had a lot of artists following her and all that and I noticed that with each of these things I got a little following boost so I started interacting more with people from this as well um and uh, yeah I guess I don't remember exactly what happened until I reached 800 followers yeah. <laughs> um but I remember the 800 followers because I did a contest for 800 followers, which in retrospect seems really like awkward. <laughs> but but my idea was, because I was seeing other contests going around and my yeah. idea was precisely to try and get some traction with that contest, content. Yeah. And, uh, the community a little bit more. Yeah, so the contest was something along the lines of share this on your story and you get the chance to like kind of a drawing and it was a nice drawing like my style was still really I mean you know I was still trying to experiment and all that but yeah. it was decent it was passable so a few people shared I had more participation than I expected and a turning point I also had like this one person that I admired a lot on DeviantArt back in the day following me from this contest Oh, nice. And I remember that very clearly. That was my first like senpai notice me moment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that all these things kind of motivated me to like put more time and energy into this. And and I guess it did start to like pick up more when I started actually reaching out to people. I know it's a it's a difficult balance between being annoying to somebody yeah. and just interacting with them. Definitely. But um I I think I replied to this one person with 4,000 followers um, once about, she posted a story about a, a game, I think. And I replied saying, oh my God, like we play the same game. I was trying to, I was kind of trying to test the ground. Like whenever I interact with somebody on Instagram, I'm kind of like, if I'm the first one to interact, I'm always trying to see whether they're going to be like, you know, all fun and games and yeah. emojis replying, or if they're more like withdrawn and like, <laughs> And from then on, tried to base my interaction of that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, this girl, she was super like nice, and she started saying, "Oh my god, yeah!" And then she was like, "Congratulations on your 800 follower contest!" And I was like, "Oh my god, this person, <laughs> <laughs> she noticed my contest. Uh -huh. She had like 4,000 followers, which at yeah. the time was mind blowing to me." <laughs> <laughs> And then we started talking more. Eventually, we became like really good friends. But like from this interaction, we started shouting each other out. And of course, like my 800 followers shout out meant really not a lot <laughs> to someone with 4,000. We even did like a live stream together at some point. And I, was, I remember commenting like with my, I think I told my mom about it. I was like, I'm going to do a live stream with like this person that has 4,000 followers. That means like her followers are going to see me drop. <laughs> yeah so yeah um and i kind of understood how how like that worked the whole like i'll share you something for you you share something for me yeah and i think that's one of the most consistent ways you can grow an account is by actually getting other people to boost you and boosting other people but of course you have to put some effort in so if, if you do that but you don't actually connect to the person if it's just like Oh, I'll shout you out. You shout me out. It doesn't really do much. Yeah. But yeah. if you kind of if if it comes from a genuine place, I suppose if you actually go out of your way to 
say something about what you're sharing. For instance, you know, you look at somebody's work and you share it, say, oh, I love the colors here, or I really want to know about this character. Yeah. Obviously, I'm trying to like push the genuine part here. Like, not don't say this if you don't, <laughs> you don't like agree with it, because that might, you know, work the opposite way. But again, it's a social media. And I keep saying this is the main thing I say to people and they ask me how to grow is it's a social you know, emphasis on the social media. So if you don't socialize, if you don't um, talk to people, and I'm saying this as a very introverted person, I will talk a lot about these things, but like, if you meet me in real life, I'll say two words and don't <laughs> fucking die in a corner. <laughs> <laughs> but like on the internet, you get, a, a, you know, you, you get more time to think about what you're going to say. You, you can process what other people tell you, you know, if you put like a leveled head, yeah. Um, so throughout 2018, another thing I did was participate in other people's challenges. There's the draw this in your style thing. I don't know if you've come across it. Yeah. But chances are, if you've been on the internet, like on the arts community, you've come across something yeah. like that. Everyone's doing those now. Yeah. It, it started off in June, 2018 and everybody thought it was going to like die off really quickly. Yeah. And it's 2020 and I'm still seeing <laughs> <laughs> draw this in your style challenges the good thing about that was that a lot of good, big artists would share your work no matter like whether you'd had interacted with them or not yeah and the other good thing is that you get if you participate in these things you'll be drawing things that are outside your comfort zone or you know different character designs different different colorings and all that so I, I think I did and like an ungodly amount of these things <laughs> I, I was posting up to two a day oh, wow. um, while working as well so I would wake up at like four or five a.m yeah. I would because I could finish one of these in like an hour two hours maximum nice. um, so I would do one before work and then I get home and I'll draw again just do another one <clears throat> and I realized that this was actually helping me improve my my actual art style because I was testing other things out and the more I did them, the easier they got. So yeah, it was a mix of like interacting with people, um, doing drawings in your style and all that. A path I never went down was the fan art path. Yeah. Because because a draw this in your style won't necessarily attract people from a fandom, you know, it's just yeah, a yeah. random drawing. But if you start going into fan art, and I know a lot of people do fan art because they like it, but uh -huh. I saw a lot of accounts suffer from getting people following them for that specific content and then not delivering it because they want to go original or switch to another fandom or whatever. I was always like uh, sort of like a old school original person. I started posting my OCs in the middle of all these challenges that I did with zero context. Like, I don't know how people, <laughs> how people actually um, started, you know, getting attached to my characters because I just post a random even spoilers like but without context at all and people just like come on you need like the story for this i was like take it easy i'm making a comic or maybe <laughs> you'll see i had i had like a self self-imposed deadline which was december i think it was december 20th of 2018 to relaunch the comic but i i kind of pushed it to december 1st so i remember spending the year telling people I, I've got a comic coming, you know, it's coming in December, yeah. just 
I'm sorry. I wish I could tell you. <laughs> I wanted to make it a big thing. I, I spent the whole year just kind of building up to that. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. So that was it. And then I did launch the comic. And and then you know, after a while, you do gain momentum almost naturally. You know, yeah. you get my my followers. I never had a, a, a like an explosion in following number. I just kind of gradually built up. Um, you know, I never noticed that I... Apart from maybe one or two most popular posts, especially with tutorials and all that, um, I never really got a follower boost. So I can't say that my rise to like, quote unquote, fame was <laughs> quick. It was over, I guess, a short period of time, but it was kind of consistent with the effort I put in. Yeah. Um, so much so that I kind of stagnated at, what, 98,000 followers for a few weeks or months or whatever because i just wasn't putting the effort in you know it's fine <laughs> i have other objectives now but i think that's the best way to go is just to naturally build up your own fan base because a lot of people they kind of get boosted and then you see the ratios to the likes and followers are kind of like not there or something and it's building mm -hmm. up more of a fan base you have just a solid foundation to work off of yeah, I mean, obviously, with in, with a hundred thousand followers, you're gonna have a lot of my my usual engagement is about ten percent to fifteen percent. You know, yeah. it's not extraordinary. It's not too bad. At some point, I felt like it dropped a lot, and I got really annoyed because it's really easy to kind of see. You know, I have this many followers. Why don't I get these many like this much engagement? Yeah, but. There's definitely that core group of people that I know genuinely will follow me anywhere, basically. <laughs> and I feel like, you know, even if that doesn't reflect on a number, it reflects on the experience I have using the app. Um, so whenever I post something, I know who's going to comment. I know like roughly how many people I can count on about 7,000 people to like it, even if it doesn't get shown anyone else. Um, so I, I, yeah, I do think organically is the way to go about it. And you get to know your audience as well. Like now I have personal messages, uh, direct messages turned off, I think, like or, or story replies turned off. But for a long time, I had them turned on and anyone could reply to my stories. And it, yeah, I can't say that I didn't get a bit overwhelmed with responses sometimes, but it's nice to see what kind of people are like what kind of people your audience is basically yeah that's interesting yeah and also kind of noticing them <laughs> um <laughs> you know i mean i can't do it right now but when i was smaller and i could see like individually individual people liking things i would sometimes go to their profiles you know trying to see oh this this got a like cool profile picture they're an artist as well yeah sometimes i do shout out events sometimes i'd actually find like little hidden gems because not everyone is about, you know, being very vocal on social media. So sometimes you do have to push, like, bring other people up, <laughs> you know, really good artists that don't put themselves out there. And you're like, everyone go follow this person because they... Yeah, that's um, part of what this, um, what I'm trying to make with this newsletter is those artists that um, they don't really know how to grow themselves, like they have really good art skills, but they're trying to figure out more of the business aspects how to really build an audience. So this has been really helpful for them, for sure. Yeah, I, I definitely think that like, if bigger artists were more about the community and not as much about the numbers that you would be able to like elevate a lot more people. Yeah. Uh, on Twitter, for instance, the only way, the only way I could grow on Twitter was by having 
friends that had already had a lot of followers on Twitter, you know, 20K, mm -hmm. etc. Because I do nothing on that. <laughs> I refuse, I refuse to have an opinion on Twitter. And so I just dump art in there and I, I shit post a little bit. I, I've had some popular shit posts that I'm really proud of. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's a totally different uh, piece uh, coming from Instagram. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, it's, I can't say it's bad. I don't think what's bad about Twitter is the website. It's mostly the people or how the people use it, to be honest. So mm -hmm. you'll see. So um, what's your business model and how have you grown your revenue? <laughs> right. Um, business model, huh? Uh -huh. All right. So I don't, I don't know if I have a business model at the moment. Yeah. Um, because again, I've, I'm contracted with Webtoon right now. So the money comes when I hand in an episode. So this is weekly episodes and um, I'm working with an editor and they will, at the end of the month, they will pay me a certain fee for, for each episode. Cool. So that's kind of like my main business right now. Yeah. Um, and it's not like, it's not a straightforward thing because I also have assistants working with me. So it also depends on how well the episodes do on Webtoon and all that. Because there's this thing called FastPass that you can get coins to like read ahead. And that's probably where most of my income comes from because I kind of throw all my Webtoon money to my assistants. <laughs> um, so that's the Webtoon side of it. Um, each week I have to fully do like 45 around 45 to 60 panels for that. Yeah. Um, I have other sources of income, kind of. So I have Patreon as well, Patreon, which I I wish I could say I know how to use it properly. I, I get the feeling that most of my patrons just want to like <laughs> <laughs> pat me in the back. Yeah. Uh, lately, I have been trying to make a shift because uh, I mean, I. I guess especially because of the COVID situation, but mostly because I'm studying again and I can't afford to give as much time to social media as I did before. Definitely. So my current focus will be more, more like Patreon. I know I don't like putting things behind a paywall, but I'm trying to just, I guess, maximize the value that my patrons get because they do pay me, you know, whatever each month. I think so, that's, that's the smart way to do it is because like, when you're providing value from people, like they'll be willing to put it back into you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, again, I have about I used I had about fifty patrons when my 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 Patreon account was basically just empty. Yeah. Or it wasn't empty. It was just a way for me to dump spoilers <laughs> somewhere because <laughs> yeah. I do a lot of spoilery like sketches and all that. I can't help myself. I'm just like it's, oh, just yeah. be like that. <laughs> and uh, so it was my dumpster fire. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and it still is but now i'm trying to structure it better and i'm trying to do like a bit of like not safe for work stuff as well because i know people yeah. are into that thing and it's honestly quite fun that's cool so i'm trying to kind of make it a bit more varied while not increasing my drawing time exponentially yeah just kind and of I, yourself. yeah and I, I have commissions open kind of they're not officially open otherwise i'd be flooded but they're, if you contact me basically via email, I will say, sure, this is like the waiting list is like three months long, but if you're <laughs> willing to pay for because yeah. I only work on them about two or three hours each week. That sounds pretty chill. And yeah, and the only reason that I have commissions open is because I do like 
giving other people art and drawing like things that aren't my characters, but I can't make it free. (laughs) (laughs) Because, you know, otherwise I'd have, I'd need a selection criteria. So the only way I can do that is actually by charging that. So that's, this is currently like how I guess my scheme works. It's just Webtoon trying to push Patreon and doing some commissions on the side. Yeah, that's good. You've kind of diversified yourself, like not too locked in on one thing. Yeah, even on social media, I do have 100,000 followers on Instagram, but I, if, if I had to delete my account and switch somewhere else, I'd be fine with it at this point. Yeah. Because um, again, it's not my most active. It is my most active, like, I guess, platform, but it's not something that I will, that I feel like I have to rely on at the moment, which is also why I started using Twitter. Because I, I had Twitter since 2013, but I haven't really, hadn't really used it. Yeah. Until 2018 or 2019, mm-hmm. when I realized, I think Instagram had some technical issues because it's Instagram. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and I was like, well, shit, you know, if, if this goes down, this is my one source of yeah. exposition. And I haven't even made a name for myself anywhere else. Right now, I've, you know, I've made a name on Webtoon. I mean, I'm, it's not the most popular thing, but it's there. So if people need to, like, people can find me through webtoon they can find me through twitter um patreon so now i'm kind of i'm even on youtube but but i only post like speed paints there when i remember to do them so but it's still an option you know if i if i had to i would try and jump on youtube i've been trying to figure out like what the options would be for that but it's not in my plans uh my immediate plans right now yeah so it seems like your core audience really knows where to find you without instagram even yeah and and again i have like i'm not gonna call them an army but (laughs) (laughs) but if i call them an army they won't they won't argue it's it's (laughs) like that core uh you know let's say i'm gonna say like 500 people yeah at at like it's basically the people that follow my private private lore account that i know i can rely on them to talk about me if i need to like if something happens to one of my accounts, I know I could count on these people to go like, oh, look, math's there now, you know, <laughs> or, you know, so I could technically deploy them <laughs> <laughs> to, to and, and again, I think that's like what you gain from actually being close to your followers. Not everyone can do that. A lot of people get overwhelmed by interaction or, you know, by trying to keep up with the people that want to interact with you, but, um, but if you can do it, if you can like keep, just keep in mind that it's also a business move. I, I, I think a lot of people make the mistake of being too personal or not personal at all. You know, it's, it's kind of like to create a brand for yourself, you need to find a good balance there. Um, you know, talk to people, but don't, don't assume that they're your friends just because they talk to you or something like that. You know, just talk to them as you would you know maybe a classmate you know (laughs) something like that when you're talking to somebody because you want their school notes it's not necessarily a commitment there like don't feel bad because you don't reply to this person the next time you're busy whatever um so it's that kind of balance and people will understand especially if your following kind of grows you're like okay she can't reply to me right now it's it's fine as long as we see she's still around or sometimes she replies, etc. Yeah, no. So, so what are your goals for the future? 
Oh, that's that's an interesting question. <laughs> um, again, I'm studying right now. Um, I'm still writing up the back of my computer science degree because uh, I've got like all the maths units done and all that. But at the moment, I can still keep up, you know, studying in Webtoon. Whether that will be true for like second year or second semester is up for debate. Yeah. <laughs> when you know when i actually start having a lot of um i guess um a busier schedule oh. so my idea is to kind of use what i managed to achieve with webtoon um to become independent from webtoon right now oh. kind of this is an option you know yeah <laughs> um and not just because of my workload, but you know, there are some there I have some issues with the way things are organized over at Webtoon that I don't know if I can like let pass for another season or another series or if I just want to break out. Um it's definitely been a great experience, you know. Um it's the sort of like the launching platform that I needed to at least get my story out there or get myself out there as a comic artist. You know, if anybody asks, can you make comics? I'll just refer them to this. It's not <laughs> perfect, but it is something. <laughs> um, and it's definitely a work that I'm really proud of. Uh, whether I want to continue with that, I don't know. Um, if I do, it might be just because it actually, it's a job, you know, it gives me the money. Yeah. Uh, but. Uh, so two options are to continue with that or to break out and keep working on the story like at my own pace. My main issue with the schedule is that the weekly production um, pace is is really overkill, really. Yeah. Um, and if you're if you're a full time student, it's it's going to drain a lot of your time. Yeah, I unless I simplify the style or they give me like extra time to work on a second season yeah I think I might have to go off and do it uh, at my own pace if I don't know this is like an option and if I do that I'll start investing more on patreon as well you know maybe release things on patreon and then release them somewhere else um, yeah. I think doing it on your own could be a great thing for sure because you have yeah yeah <laughs> I, I I have a thing like I'm so I'm an artist but I I kind of feel more comfortable writing in terms of comics so i'm okay with illustrating things but sequential art or comics are very awkward for me <laughs> as much as like that's my job right now i i don't feel 100 percent comfortable doing it i don't feel 100 percent comfortable with the webtoon format because I, I know that i don't use it properly i basically draw it as a storyboard instead yeah. of um instead of making use of the actual vertical scroll format uh -huh. because my mind just doesn't work like that you know yeah. i don't read those many <laughs> webtoons myself used to. Um, so um and, and but i love writing you know i i do love just pure prose um and i don't have that work out there but that's kind of like one of the things that i like to do is to ensure that my audience is diverse enough yeah. so that if i wanted to try to get into an area of things I would have some people backing me up and that's what I'm trying to do with the book community as well <laughs> and not like not I don't really push it too much but I do interact with artists that are you know they're cover illustrators they're like um, loot box illustrators etc um, and they they do interact with authors and all that 
And so I do like that side of things as well, you know, the whole having a book and illustrating it. So maybe what I want to do is play around with the format as well. So, you know, instead of continuing on a webtoon, which is extremely time consuming for the amount of information you manage to put in, <laughs> you know, in, in a book, you're like the woods. And then in a webtoon, it takes you an hour to draw the woods. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, if you, Definitely especially challenge. setting the environment, it's just so time consuming when you're drawing it or painting it. Um, so if I go forward, I might play around with maybe like something more graphic novelly or switching between prose and comic or just a sketchier style that's easier for me to keep the story going without spending so much time on it. But anyway, I think I'll be fine. Uh, again, I have a core audience. I'm not saying that all my, I don't know how many <laughs> webtoon readers I have at the moment. I'm not saying they would all keep following the story, but I know I can always rely on that sort of like core audience for that. That's awesome. Um, and then I don't know. I do have this thing where I was just like, at, at some some days I feel like disappearing from from the art community altogether and then just being that one person that like you know creating a, a quiet account and then being that ghost that just goes around seeing what people say <laughs> like remember remember that artist <laughs> uh, you know just going out in flames <laughs> but again I don't know I, I like to keep my options open uh, with art or with anything so I'll definitely keep holding on to certain ties and certain um, connections that I've made and then see because I might have to fall back on art again you know, or commissions or whatever um, or I might actually be able to just keep doing it as a hobby again it's a passion thing so I, I kind of accomplished the goals that I set myself to accomplish you know getting published on webtoon yeah. getting I guess my goal was 10k but now 100k on, <laughs> on Instagram yeah, um, maybe next thing I want to get is like 10k on Twitter and then I can <laughs> rest <laughs> I'm at 9k right now, but again, I put no effort into it. That's good. 9k is pretty solid. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm 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 happy with my path so far, as as you know, all over the place as it is. If you look at my CV, it's the same thing. Like I just don't know what I want to do with my life. <laughs> yeah. It's just go one goal at a time, I guess. Definitely. So for the next question, what are the biggest challenges you face and obstacles you've overcome? Um, that's, I guess, let me think, I guess the, 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 the breaking into social media might've been the biggest, I guess, big scale challenge. I wouldn't call that obstacle. It's just, um, it was a big undertaking and I do feel like I was spending in 2018, I was spending like seven hours, eight hours working for Instagram oh, wow. a day on top of my full-time job. <laughs> um, again, when people ask me, how can I do that? I usually say, just don't take my word for it because I'm a workaholic, you know, I kind of try to use every moment of a day to produce something, um, whether it's art or, you know, anything else. Uh, so to me, that was kind of my natural state, just working my ass off to, to get somewhere. But it was very exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> and some days I was just like, 
you know, why am I, especially when you compare, like, I, again, I try to not do this, but it's kind of inevitable when you're exposed to so many artists and so many accounts, it's just like compare yourself to others. Yeah, definitely. Um, and as an artist, I don't know if you can relate, but uh, when you look at somebody's art style, and it's different from yours and you're like, I wish my art style was more like that. But then you look at something that's completely different. And you're like, what if I wanted to be more like that? You know? I definitely <laughs> had those feelings before. I used to do a little art page too. Yeah. And um, one of the ways I could actually address this was by following less big names. Yeah. Um, again, I kept my core, you know, small accounts following or the people I interacted with, but I kind of, clean like cleanse my my following of uh, big names big art names that everyone knows their art you know they yeah. don't really need my support that much and they're just there to kind of undermine my mentality sometimes like, i know this this, this sounds really bad but like that i prefer to follow smaller accounts that would with an art skill that's comparable to mine so i'm not saying that i won't follow the big artists here and there but I guess I uh, when I'm when it comes to social media following, I'm always about more about the person behind the the, the art than the actual art. Yeah. So like, I can look at like a very stunning illustration and just be like, okay, that's nice. Like it's a lot of it's technically very good. But if I don't know who's behind it or if I've never had any sort of connection to them, I'm you know it's just consuming art without getting anything from it. Or, you know, anything much. But um, yeah, so I guess breaking into social media was the biggest challenge in terms of endurance and stamina. Yeah. Um, in terms of uh, obstacles, uh, honestly, probably like the motivation side of things, but this has, doesn't really have a lot to do with the art. The yeah, more we talk about anything. Yeah, yeah, it, it's 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 about anything, and uh, to me, the the main issue was to find a way to get myself motivated with my story, basically, okay. and characters, and how to get them out there. Because a lot of people also struggle with this, like how they, I get a, I get asked a lot, how do I get people to like my original characters, you know? And I honestly don't know. <laughs> I still don't know how to do that. I I, I basically just started posting at random my my characters. And I was very insecure about that because one thing is to put your drawings out there. The other thing is to put your brain children, you know, totally. in particular, if you don't like your art that much and you think that you're not giving, doing them justice, you know, cause you have these characters in your head, but then when you, when it's on the paper, they look completely different or, you know, um, so that's the, I guess the hardest part, at least with, with comics is to be confident in your characters, in your story, and make sure that, you know, you can actually work on it as a comic or whatever you want to do with it without um, without thinking that it sucks, <laughs> basically. Because yeah. it's really easy, especially with so much media that's consumed these days to, you know, think, oh, well, my thing's shit. <laughs> everybody else thinks better uh the glass the, the grass is greener on the other side um and how i overcame this i just again i limited my exposure to media um i don't really then again i don't really have a lot of time for that but i don't i don't play games i don't really watch movies or tv shows i mostly hear like about it because yeah. again i don't think you should isolate yourself from 
artists or media just because you're comparing yourself to it you should learn from it because you know it's, it's by getting exposed that you learn things but I did limit my exposure to it. So, you know, I, I know what people did. I know what the storylines are. I know what the visuals are like. I just kind of withdraw, withdrew from being like watching TV shows or series or whatever. Well, every now and then I might, <laughs> if it's, you know, if it's, it's a, if somebody makes a compelling case, but most of the time I'm just inside my little bubble. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> Which, again, It has advantages and it has disadvantages, but. <laughs> But I, 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 I'm my number one fan, you know, this sounds very, kind of <laughs> it sounds very, I guess, self-centered, but you do need to be your number one fan when you're working on something like that. And it's that status that it's harder to get. It's like being hyped about your own stuff, um, which is hard to get because honestly, like we are one people teams, all of us. Um, yeah if you want to produce something, you want to write something, you're relying on yourself and other people's feedback. But before you get other people's feedback, you're just relying on yourself. And it's scary to try and get other people's feedback. Definitely. So the trick to me was just to get really excited about my own stuff. You know, if I like, if I want something to be, you know, if I, if I want a certain plot point in there, I will put it in and I'll find a way to fit it. Yeah. And I don't care if it makes sense. I, I, I do care a little bit if it makes sense, but I just want to get excited. So if, if, if something doesn't spark joy, I'm not going to have it in there. You're doing more of the creation for yourself than really like trying yeah, to- Yeah, exactly. Create for yourself first. And that's also something I keep telling people. Um, yeah. It might not be great. You know, maybe it is great. Maybe it isn't. You don't know. As long as you like it, you will be able to work on it. That's the point. Um, so. Yeah, you kind of- segued into my next question it was gonna be like well what's your advice for artists who are just starting out um i think okay so again going back when, to the bubble thing i started working on my art and you know many people my my age my generation did with before the internet was a big thing <laughs> and i know you probably hear this a lot but um and it's, it's probably really hard these days to, to achieve the same kind of isolation from, from other people, other artists, other media, etc. But there is a lot of value in working on something without sharing it for a while. Like I worked on the, the story, like the, the base story for my, my current comic, which is technically my job, um, was written over five years uh, at least partly written because it didn't even finish uh, over five years from like 2007 or 8 to 2013 yeah. and that was before i even had an art account or i even was exposed to like anything because i got deviant art in like 2011 12 10 mm -hmm. and and even when I started sharing my stuff, I didn't share the stuff that was important to me. So I didn't really share a lot of uh, stuff with my original characters. I, I barely drew them, honestly. I was still working on them like in my mind and in pa on paper. And, and I, I think that helped me build the confidence, even though I look at it now and I'm like, well, what I had back then was extremely flawed. <laughs> you know, it was really... <laughs> It was, I, I was writing alone with this one other girl that wrote another story. We just kind of t 
talk to each other about it. And that was about it. Yeah. There wasn't social media. There wasn't, I wasn't interested in social media. So, um, and I know that that's hard to achieve, especially if you're already an artist on the internet, you know, um, the people, the kind of people that ask for advice most of the time, it's like, how do I get noticed? How do I get my art out there? And I did talk about how it was about socializing, but you do need to have a level of polishment um, in, in your work. And when I say polishment, it doesn't necessarily mean art skill. It just means how psychologically mature you are regarding your work, basically. You know, how, how it, it has to feel, you have to feel a little confident that I'm talking mostly about stories and comics and all that, but this also kind of goes to art. Is like, if you're not, if, if you're putting a lot of yourself into something, chances are it's really hard to share it. <laughs> yeah. and, and if it's really hard to share it, you should let it rest, you know, let it rest for a bit. That's right. Make sure that it's what you want. Make sure that you won't be affected by other people you know saying shit about it because it's the internet yeah nobody's looking to attack you personally you know but they will say things you're not happy with because it's the internet and there's more people on the internet than ever yeah um so again it's a thing be your number one fan work on something that you love and make sure that you're prepared to share it with the internet i don't i don't mean to scare anybody like oh it's not like your one Instagram post is going to be seen by millions of people, especially if you're a small account, but it will help you if you already feel like you like it. Um, you like it, but you're not afraid to see it criticized. You know, you like it to the point where it's its own thing in your mind and not something that you're looking for approval on. That makes sense. Or to like, like it for yourself and Really yeah, like, yeah. Like make sure you like looking at it you know <laughs> i know a lot of people say oh i hate this i just posted it without liking it but i find this a bit like of a toxic kind of thing um like on my side i have a lot of things that i don't post a lot <laughs> that's that's kind of part of the the reason i have a patreon uh -huh. um there's a lot of sketches that are just for me to look at and and that's where the i guess the 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 passion in the art comes in. Uh, and that's what I see a lot of people complaining that they've lost is like, oh, I don't get joy out of my art anymore. Yeah. And they are meant to get joy, you know, unless you're actually just on the grind to become a professional, which honestly, most people aren't. Um, most people are hobbyists and that's perfectly fine. And even if you do get a professional contract, you, you know, you're not working towards it from certain ages. I see people going like, they're 14, 15, they're like, oh, I want to be a freelancer. I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> yeah. You, know? I mean, you might want to do something with art, but wanting to just jump into being a freelancer, that's not how it works. You have to have concrete objectives. Um, but if you're a hobbyist, then there shouldn't be any pressure for you. Definitely. And I, I do kind of get a bit sad when I see people talking about like how upset they feel on Instagram and they're clearly very young or at least very inexperienced or you know new artists as you said yeah and um why <laughs> <laughs> you know? there's no pressure the world isn't looking at you yeah. I know that it's, it feels like that but it's meant to be something that you want to have up on your screen 
for yourself. If you're, if you're improving your artwork, you're not looking to please other people. You should be looking to please yourself. Yeah. And then if other people like it and like, wow, cool, you know, let's let's team up. Let's make like a little community here, <laughs> a little army. But <laughs> yeah, that's my main advice. It's just, I, I, again, it's, it's easier said than done. But I, it, one of the ways you can keep this bubble is to uh, have an output that you're not that, uh, I guess, invested in. If you if you don't want to share something, maybe do something like I did. Do a lot of draw this in your styles. Draw for other people. Yeah. Fan art. Everybody likes fan art. It doesn't matter like what the <laughs> what the style of the drawing is. Like if you give me and I and this is a true story. I've had stick figure fan art done for me a few times, and I absolutely loved it. It was so humorous. <laughs> you know? if, you, if you make fan art for other people, other people will be genuinely happy about it, and it's something that you don't necessarily need to get invested in. So if you do want to improve your art without getting your sort of uh, soul out there and feeling like it's getting beaten up when people don't react properly. Yeah. Maybe try something like this, you know, to start, to start with. And and also, just as a side note, if you're going to do fan art, unless you're very, very into like some mainstream thing, it's really nice if you do fan art to like smaller creators. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, um, Definitely you know, webcomic creators or even small animated show creators or writers, because those people don't usually get massive amounts of fan art, you know, unless and like something like I don't know an anime or whatever, and 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 they're more likely to react to it personally and to actually thank you for it, and that does make you feel more valued. You know, when you do popular fan art, you get a lot of likes. That's yeah. it. But if you do fan art for like some small artists you found somewhere that you know has cool characters or inspired you to something then they might reach out to you or they might say you know be really really thankful share your stuff whatever the size of their account is and and they'll remember you <laughs> i remember most of the people that i get fan art from you know i i feel really bad when i miss someone <laughs> making yeah. fan art for me because they put the time they put the effort it's it does mean a lot um no matter what size you're in so yeah, that's it. That's, I guess that's what I have to say. That's cool. So I want to be conscious of your time. We're hitting about an hour now. So the last question is, where can we go to learn more about your art? <laughs> I mean, Instagram would be the place. Um, that's uh, that's M underscore math underscore F. Or yeah, I think if you look up math like on Instagram, it might pop up. Yeah. Um, Twitter as well. Uh, I, from my Instagram, I have links to everything. Um, so basically, it's basically Instagram, Twitter, Patreon, and the webtoon that I'm working on. Although my description on webtoon might not be the best. <laughs> I think it says something like, I was once said to exude the energy of a Molotov cocktail thrown into a black hole in a Mountain Dew bottle. Exactly. But that's an actual thing somebody said about me, and I, really? <laughs> I just think I just think it fits. <laughs> that's a cool compliment for sure. It was definitely fun sending that to my editor and asking if he could put that as my description. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, I don't really have a lot of like other places to look up. Um, I use Facebook for a bit, but I don't have any art page. So yeah, if if and if anybody has any questions, like I usually read through my DMs, I read through my emails. Um, quite good at keeping up with it. There's a phenomenon that happens when you have a lot of followers that you actually get less 
DMs because people are scared to message you. Mm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm 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 open to chatting online any in any venue if, if need be. I don't have a lot of like proper information out there, but if anybody has questions about anything, it's fine. That's great. So I think we can end the interview there. This has been just a fantastic discussion with you. I'm so glad I could have you on here. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm sorry it dragged on for so long. I do tend to go on tangents oh, a lot. Great. That was the perfect um, amount of time that I wanted was like about one hour. Yeah, cool. Well, I hope you got something from it and good luck with your project. Sounds really cool. cool. Yeah, I'll send you the article when I get it all posted and maybe you could do a little shout out if your fans want yeah, to definitely. learn more about you. Yeah, sure. Thank you. Cool. Awesome. So, well, I'll be in touch with you and uh, it's been fantastic talking to you. Likewise, really like meeting you. Awesome. And have a good uh, rest of your day, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have, have a good day to you too. See ya. Bye-bye.